Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Um, all was looking quite rosy, wasn't it, Dom, since uh, since we last recorded? Um, I mean, generally speaking, February was a really, really good month. I think if we'd have done this podcast a week ago, uh, as we did do a Twitter space, didn't we, last um, last Saturday, uh, the, all the t- everything would be very, very positive. We'd be talking about, well, is it playoffs or do we go for automatic? Can Wigan still be reached? Um, five, five, was it five wins out of six in February? Let's not talk about the bump in the road just just yet. But up until that point, everything really was looking quite good. Yeah, it was, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, a week or so ago, we were feeling very confident about the chances. I think now we can safely say after uh, the results at Lincoln that we can forget about the top two. Uh, That is well and truly gone and it's all about the playoffs and with the results that have happened uh, in midweek now so when they've dropped out of the uh, of the playoffs and so they have got games in hand on the teams above them uh, we, with the Accrington one next week looking pretty crucial and the next two home matches I think are but yeah this is it <laughs> you know you've gone from the euphoria of scoring five goals against Burton uh, and the Barry Bannon show to then was Lincoln a bit of a blip? Was that, well, well, that's what we're hoping it is that it was just a you know a bad day at the office, and there were too many players that didn't turn up and weren't you know who didn't produce their best football on the day, and and Lincoln you know showed why they got to the playoff finals last year and have been in and around promotion. And you know, Darren Moore said that they're in a bit of a false position. I think with the players they've got, you know, I think they've underachieved this season. And yeah, you know, Wednesday caught them on a good day, but yeah, you know, it, was, it was a shame really that, uh, and not what we expected that, you know, Wednesday to go back to some of the other bad old habits, conceding from set play, switching off from a throw in, just basic stuff really that Wednesday didn't do at Lincoln. What what was it that that kind of that clicked? You know, February was a really good month. What was it that, that sort of changed for you in, in February that meant that things just kind of fell into place? Balance of the midfield, you've got to say, uh, is a fundamental point as to why Wednesday turned around the form. George Byers coming in, making a big impact, and then the way that you know he's dovetailed with Luongo and Bannon. Uh, you know I think that's made a massive difference, and it has that midfield three has clicked, and it's looked as good as anything in the division. I think most people would say that. And um, but no, I mean Marvin Johnson's been in outstanding form on the left. I think he's now got four assists in as many matches, and he's got a couple of goals. In the last few months, from left wing back, you know he's. I think he's undroppable right now. You have to say, you know, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. You can get yep. Nathaniel Mendes Lang to come back, and then one or two of the other attacking players. But Mendes Lang is going to be, I think, fighting it out to play on the right. And when Wednesday get the centre halves all fit, it's then what you do with Liam Palmer, who had an off day at Lincoln. So did Sam Hutchinson. You know, there were quite a few players that you know, just weren't at it last week but then on the right hand side yeah you've got Jack Hunt, Mendes Lang, Liam Palmer so there are going to be loads and loads of options for Wednesday 
uh, and goals are being shared around in the team. I think that's the the big thing. You know, Wednesday they haven't got a player who's even hit double figures this season mm. so it's mm. important that everybody has been chipping in and that's what we have seen really that the you know, buyers has got three now bannon his numbers are the best they've ever been in a wednesday shirt i think it helps that they're playing in league one but what was it seven assists and eight goals and throwing lots of stats at you today um, but it's all that you know that's what has, I think got Wednesday into the position that they're in that if they can you know I think get another five or six wins they should be finishing you know in that top six we we did talk um, uh, probably on the last podcast certainly on, on the Twitter space we did at the weekend we talked about how you, you wouldn't really want to swap Wednesday's running for anybody else's now you know it is on paper anyway it's a fairly um uh, there's no easy running, but it, it seems to be one of the kinder runnings of, for the teams that are up there or thereabouts. Obviously, got to win the matches. You'd probably have looked at Lincoln and said, "Do you know what? Going to Lincoln away was one of the more difficult games that Wednesday have, have got to have got to play." Um, and we were due a bit of an off day, weren't we? We were due kind of like you know things just not quite to go right. What matters now is you know you look at the week ahead, and there's three huge, huge games all very winnable games that are coming up. Um, and you think, right, it really is now, it's about the response, isn't it? It's about what happens from 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 this point. It's all right to have an off day. And after winning five and six in February, uh, I think that we as, as fans have got to therefore be prepared to just draw a line under that and go, all right, that's, that's all right, it happened. Now, you, 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 we've got to turn that around when we go out against Cambridge on Saturday. There's definitely no need to panic. And I think most Wednesday fans appreciate that you know what you were saying there of they were probably due an off day it is still a run of eight wins from the last 11 matches and that is promotion form and so if Wednesday can finish the season strongly then they I, I am very confident that they will be in the playoffs come the end of the season uh, typically it's 75 points would usually get you in the playoffs I think you're going to need more this year I think uh, with the way that the teams are performing at the top end of the table, I think there is a bit of a gulf between the, the top and the bottom in terms of the quality. And then, you know, the top teams, I think you start to see the mini leagues almost, almost forming, really. So there's about six, seven sides who I think are fighting it out for four, fifth, and six. And Wednesday, one of those. And Wednesday have to be, I think, targeting 80 points. So they need to win, I'd say, six of the last 11 matches. That's what they've got to do. And you're right in the, you know, to, to look at, it's a kind run of games that Wednesday got coming up in March, James. But then, Wednesday have only beaten one of yeah. the teams from who they've got coming up in the next five matches. And that, that was Accrington. So they haven't beaten Cambridge. They haven't beaten Gillingham. They haven't beaten Cheltenham. So... They've got to go do the business of Wednesday. Um, and yes, it might look kind, but it, I think it's all about their attitude and their application it is, isn't it? And then they will get players back as well. It's just a note of caution. But I feel the way Wednesday been playing, yeah, they should be feeling confident that, you know, put Lincoln to one side and then get back on the horse. And the next week is huge. Yeah, it really is. Um 
just go back to the Lincoln match and um i mean just a couple of things that i kind of want to touch on and they're both actually part of exactly the same move and and no surprise that talk about that run from marvin johnson uh which was spectacular but also then um berahino back in the goals again and we've not really talked about him on the on the podcast since he kind of came back to back to form back into the kind of the 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 limelight um it's really interesting seeing what a little bit of confidence is doing at the moment isn't it with um with Sedo Barahino he's much improved isn't he you know we've seen it the last four matches he's contributed a couple of goals and i think he's done well when he's come off the bench and yeah he looks a different player and we could say that about quite a few of the signings that um, they, they, they've come in and then they've taken a while, I think, to find the feet. And you've got people like Berahino, Byers, Johnson, Mendes Lang you could throw in there. There's quite a lot of the, the signings that Wednesday've made that have then taken a bit of time to get up to speed. And now we're starting to see the best of them and maybe the showing signs of the starting to peak at the business end of the season and as far as Wednesday is concerned that's what is most important and that's what they would have been hoping for and and yeah you know with Berahino you know, I think Darren Moore's got a bit of a dilemma now up front in that you've got Lee Gregory who is back and it was good for him to get 20 minutes or so at Lincoln and um, you know Callum Patterson is another player that I think is, has hit a little bit of a purple patch probably his best run of form of the season so it's what they do up front, I think, for Cambridge. And we know that Darren Moore likes to rotate and it's quite hard to predict his starting lineups. And so, yeah, will he play Gregory on Saturday or will he stick with Berahino and Patterson? What would you do? kind of want to see Lee Gregory back in the team because I do think that he is our biggest goal threat and he's going to be hungry, isn't he? He's going to be hungry for goals. He is a goal scorer, and when he's not scoring, he's going to be kicking himself about it. He's going to be annoyed about it, um, even when that's down to an injury. So I think if he's fit, I'd be tempted to... You've got a reason there, haven't you? It was difficult to justify changing things on Saturday because of the fact that it came off the back of such an emphatic win during midweek. You've got a reason now to say, all right, it is time to freshen things up a bit. You've got our leading goal scorer, I assume he's still our leading goal scorer, um, who's chomping at the bit to get out there. So I, I think you've got to bring him back in. Who misses out? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe um, maybe Callum Patterson. Darren Moore will be mindful of Callum Patterson's on nine yellow cards. And so if he gets a booking in the next two matches, then he'd be banned for two games. And he won't want that. And I remember when he was on four yellow cards early on in the season, Patterson, he left him out of the squad altogether for, I think, MK Dons at home. I don't see him doing that in the next two matches. You know, you've got to have Patterson, you know, in the squad. It'd be daft not to when he's playing well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I probably agree with you that I think it'd be Patterson who maybe would be the one that he won't start. I don't think both of these matches um, against Cambridge and then Accrington. I, I it'd be one or the other. Uh, and then, yeah, Darren Moore will tell him, you better be on your best behaviour as they don't want to be without him for a couple of matches. As knowing Wednesday's look, they'll probably pick up another injury, James, up front. 
uh, and I've just gone and done it there, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> we know who to blame. We know who to blame. Um, what about defensively then? What what um, you, we, we're kind of approaching that sort of dilemma situation, aren't you? Where we've got far too many good quality defenders to be able to to play them all. What what would you? Um, I, I don't know if this is a question of what do you think is the ideal three from 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 those defenders when they're all fit, but I guess it kind of is that question. You know, what what do you think ultimately once everyone is back and fit? What what direction do you think Darren Moore's going to go in there? I think it boils down to what do we think Darren Moore is going to do, trying to get into his mindset of what it's hard though, isn't it? Because he doesn't it give is. a lot. He doesn't give a lot away, and he he no. doesn't. I've not yet picked up on. Oh, he's got a real liking for so and so. Like you could say, well, he obviously really likes Liam Palmer, yeah. but then he's also been probably the only defender we've had who's been consistently not injured for the last twelve months. So you know, maybe it isn't a preference for a certain player don't know there have been times where I've done a predict team for a weekend and yeah the amount of times I've, I've maybe left out Liam Palmer and then Darren Moore's played him and that does make me think that you know Darren Moore sees him I think more often than not in his in his best team I, I know that you're right I think you know injuries have played a part and I'm not sure you know, Liam Palmer um, would have been playing at centre half as much as he has done you know, if they'd had all full complement of centre-half no. fit. Now, very unlikely. But then I say that, we have seen evidence this season of where, and I know that some Wednesday fans were calling for Palmer to play against Lincoln, as he did, for the fact that he can bring the ball out of defence. And we've then seen him go on the overlap quite a bit. And, and that's your, that's what he brings when you play him at centre-half. Whereas, let's face it, if you've got Harley Dean or Shea Dunkley playing in your back three, you're not going to get them marauding forward, are you? Uh, and then, you know, going on the overlap and then supporting Marvin Johnson on the left-hand side. So I, I think that yeah. Darren Moore quite likes that tactical flexibility. To answer the question, you've got to make personnel changes when Wednesday have conceded five in the last two matches and they've conceded some sloppy goals. Um, I, I feel as if Jordan Story's gone off the boil um, in the last two matches... He's got enough credit in the bank and has done so well, though. Here, start. I mean, you can't leave him out just yet. He hasn't made enough mistakes to warrant dropping out of the team. And it's really then about who you play alongside him. So I, I think it probably is time now, after a couple of weeks of training, for Dominic Iorfa to return. And I would go, I think, with Iorfa and Hutchinson. Um, alongside story I think that's what I would do I wouldn't make two changes to the back three you know, you've got to still remember haven't you yeah. James that Wednesday kept I mean is it 12 clean sheets in the league you know, Bailey yeah, Peacock yeah, yeah. Farrell we're not, we're not at panic stations here are we in, in, no. in, in, in the thing. Uh, it's fascinating isn't it because you kind of think well you know Sam Hutchinson arguably at this level for any team in League One, should be pretty much for, if he's fit, he should be first name on the team sheet. Really, like the experience that he's got, the role that he plays. Um, you know, he, he's another player that that can you know he, he can play the ball. He's you know very um, experienced in 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 terms of being a midfielder. And then you'd also look at you know when Harley Dean's back in the picture, you think, well, who who wouldn't be playing Harley Dean at this level? I it, it is a there's a, there's a real dilemma there I assume injuries will make the decision for us because that's the way that this season's been um, been going um, 
let's look at the games coming up then, because um, it, it is we, the, the first business end of the season's come up a couple of times, and um, it does feel like we're getting towards that point, doesn't it? I always think when Easter starts to come around, that's when things just start to get start to get nailed down a little bit more. This has been a weird season, hasn't it? Because the, there haven't been any teams that have really made a place in the top six their own until probably quite recently. And it has been swapping and changing. Teams have been up there and then dropping away and then back up there. You know, I think there was a time when Sunderland was starting to look like, actually, do you know what? They could be a real contender here for top two. And then they dropped out of it and now they're back in it. So it's just been a weird one. The next few weeks is going to start to shape things up a little bit. Um, and we touched on this earlier. Not never going to say it's an easy running for anyone, but the fixtures do seem to be kinder to Wednesday. The flip side of that, as you mentioned, got to beat these teams. Cambridge at home, Accrington Stanley at home, Gillingham away. The next three games, yeah. The the real kind of like marker in the sand here is nine points from those three, isn't it? Well, it would be. I'd be, I think, satisfied if they got two wins from those three matches. I do look at Gillingham away, and that's a potential banana skin for me. You know, they've improved a little bit since Neil Harris has gone in there as manager. And I think, you know, with Wednesday's away form, it's ordinary. That's what it is. I think it's six wins, six draws. Six defeats, so it's nothing special. So they're relying, I think, Wednesday on you know winning the majority of the matches at home. I think you know, and, yeah. if, and, and the reality is Wednesday may only pick up another couple of away wins this season. So they need four wins from the last six home matches. I, I think that's what they should be targeting. And they're so strong at home. You know, they've only lost the two games, and that's. I think what gives me confidence that you know you've got Cambridge who are coming to town and they're not so great away from home either. Um, but you know you look at them and with their resources, you know they're having an incredible season. You know the thirteenth, and so they're no mugs, and, and that's where we look at it and think Wednesday they you know have to learn from what happened at Lincoln and they have to make sure it doesn't happen again. You know they, they can't. Um, afford to hit a bad patch now. If they do, then that top six place will be in serious jeopardy. But at the moment, it's firmly in their hands. And we talk about the next five matches, but then in April, you've got Bolton, MK Dons and Wickham and Portsmouth. So the tough matches are to come. Uh, But we have spoken a lot on this podcast about Wednesday have performed by and large better against the top teams than they have against the lesser sides so that's why I think in the back of my mind there's a slight concern there over how Wednesday are going to do in the next few weeks Um, but if they play like they can do then they should be getting a good points haul for me this is kind of the point though isn't it because it's like for any team if you want to finish in the playoffs You've you've got to you've got to turn these things around. Like those stats have to be overturned. Like say Wednesday's form away from home is meh. meh. Well, it needs to be better than that if we want to ultimately get promoted. Because no, there's no point in finishing the playoffs if we then, you know, go and even if we finish in one of the top two playoff places, finish third or fourth, so you get home advantage. If we go and lose like three or four nil in the uh, away leg, like we've we've got to turn that around. And this is the point of the season now where it's no longer about. 
you know kind of form and excuses it's about just go and do the business now just go and get those wins so yeah i mean i think the home games have got to be a given um i'm not suggesting i, I i've not really been following very much about how cambridge are getting on this season but you know accrington have had an interesting season um i'm not suggesting either of those games are going to be walkovers but it's like you've just got to find ways of winning them and ultimately you know the same with gillingham it's not going to be an easy place to to go but none of the away games for the rest of the season are there aren't going to be many teams that are just complete mid-table nothing to play for like the teams at this stage of the season the teams towards the bottom are just as difficult to go and play and this is such a horrible league because you've got four relegation places which means there's such a big chunk of the league that's kind of involved in in that there's some there has been some poor teams this season which means that probably quite a few teams don't need to worry about it but um well, it, this is like it's business end, isn't it? And this is business end talk, where you just go, you've you've just got to do this now. You've just got to find ways of going and winning at places like Gillingham, and not just say, well, our away form's not been brilliant. But it's like, well, it's got to be brilliant now if you if you want to finish in the in the playoffs. And you know, we we touched on this in in our last chat um, on on Twitter, Dom, about this question about finishing in the 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 top two playoff places versus the bottom two getting that home advantage finishing third and and, and or fourth and the potential importance of that with Wednesday's home form and and and, and whatnot but that it, it it's going to be tight it's going to be really tight up there well it is and you've got teams below Wednesday now in Ipswich are going like a train Portsmouth have still got games in hand and you know those are two big clubs as well at this level who are going to look at it and think that uh, you know they've uh, got momentum on their side and so that's why you know Wednesday they, they can't take the foot off the gas and so that they they have to um, you know use that Lincoln result really and they have to use it as motivation to say we can't let that happen again and. You know, two of the next four teams, they're scrapping for their lives who Wednesday play, James. You know, so in AFC Wimbledon and Gillingham. And what happened against Lincoln is that I, I don't think Wednesday, you know, they, they didn't look a fresh team. They looked tired. And so, you know, Darren Moore made a couple of changes and he's going to have to, I think, rotate the squad well in the next week when they've got three matches. But yeah, you know, Wednesday, they can't afford to not have that intensity they can't afford to you know you know, wait for things to happen you know they have to be on the front foot and they have to be hungry and you know I, I thought that Lincoln wanted it more you know on Saturday and yeah I like I say all teams are entitled to off days and that's what we're hoping it was for Wednesday um, and it's such a big period coming up and it's getting so tight up there in the race for the playoffs and that's why I, I say they've got to be aiming for 80 points as that's what it might take for them to just get in the top six never mind finishing third or fourth I don't think 80 points would guarantee that you know MK Dons have got what 72 and they're third at the moment so you know 80 points might only get you fifth possibly sixth if, if you were a betting man how, how do you see this playing out i mean i've I've not sat down and looked at those fixtures and done the whole like well away win home win and and try and figure it all out i don't know if you have or haven't but 
Where how where do you see Wednesday finishing? I see Wednesday finishing at the moment. I think it's going to be fifth, uh, and I say that based on they haven't. I think been in the top four since August. I think I, I think fifth is the highest Wednesday been since August, and and so yeah, you, you're talking for them to finish higher. And, and to be in the top four, they're going to have to win pretty much all the matches. And I don't see that happening. There's going to be more slip-ups along the way. And does Wednesday, do Wednesday not having a natural, or not natural goal scorer, should I say, a, a guy who's banging the goals in for fun, like some of the other teams at the top. You know, you look at Will Keane at Wigan's got nearly 20 goals, I think. Michael Smith has got 20 goals for Rotherham. MK Dons have got... Um, Scott Twine, who's got 20 goals, you know, and Wednesday don't have that. And so that, I, I just think that that is what's holding them back, really, for maybe finishing in the top four. Uh, and why I think, you know, those those three teams, to me, look like they're shoe-ins to, you know, they're going to... It's, it's what order, isn't it? So there's three places between, as I said, seven or eight teams that are scrapping it out. But I do, I think maybe fifth. I think that's what I'd say. And you? You've got to be. I mean, ultimately, you've got to be happy with it. As I say, I've not, I've not gone through and looked at the fixtures. I don't know. I've got this, this thing that worries me in the back of my mind, which is the way this season's been. Still feels like a team in a bit of transition, uh, and a team <clears throat> in every game we're just as likely to go out and score a few and win as we are to go out and 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 and, and concede a few and lose. And that's what worries me. Is just can I see a clear path to promotion through the playoffs? And I can't. It feels muddy it feels a bit messy i don't know i'm not saying you know uh, that that i'm i'm setting my stall out now and saying i don't think wednesday will go up this season it just worries me that's all i just don't know whether or not it's it's just quite there in terms of like the character of this squad to be able to ultimately go on and do it we know the playoffs are a lottery and i think most wednesday fans at the start of the season would have taken a top six finish and and it probably anticipated yeah. most of the summer would. was a mess wasn't it it well, was it a was. real mess so yeah and it you would, know it would still be an achievement and, but, and, and, like, and since we last did the podcast you know it's worth saying that you know it's been the one year anniversary uh, of Darren Moore you know he, of him being in charge and the, it's been a bumpy road it has hasn't it you know it's been rocky at times and there have been moments on this pod where we thought you know oh, well, seriously you know his job is it coming under under threat here and a Wednesday maybe going to have to look at making another change but you, you do have to I think give Darren Moore a lot of credit for bringing stability and for doing the job that he has done with the resources that he's got at his disposal and in the two transfer windows that he's been able to work in he's not had a penny to spend it has yeah. been free transfers and loans and so, yeah, I, I know completely where you're coming from on the transition point. And you're right. I mean, that's how it's felt all season, hasn't it, really? The, you're down Never ball. quite it, it, no, it hasn't. fallen into right. place, has it? No, it started to in the last couple of months that we've, we've seen that sort of steady progression. But was it ever going to seriously click immediately, especially when you bring in, what, 15 players before November and then another three in January... I think this is what we you know we should have really expected from the start that it was going to be up and down and a bit of a roller coaster and that's why you know for Wednesday 
to be in the position they're in. They have given themselves a fighting chance of being in the playoffs, and I don't think maybe I don't think we can really ask for much more than that. I feel for Darren Moore in that the word stability came up quite a few times there, didn't it? And and you know, kind of creating stability at a club like Sheffield Wednesday, I think is hard because from a fan base point of view, I think we're always losing two or three games in a in a row from all-out crisis in in terms of how the van base views things and even earlier in the season when you know look at league position it wasn't terrible it wasn't bad and we kind of talked about the fact that you know you think back to last summer and just how bad things were there and this sort of transition thing but there were definitely fans that were kind of viewing it as all-out crisis because we weren't in the in the top two and I think the the expectation and I do think it's a slightly unique fan base at Sheffield Wednesday and that's not necessarily a, a, a good thing for for managers in those situations because even now I think we're, we're probably you know if, if we go out and lose on Saturday against Cambridge then we're back to a point of crisis aren't we among the fan base yeah. and you're back to some people saying well you know Darren Moore's done the best that he can do he's a fraud he's this that and the other it's time for him to to go and that that's really difficult Let, uh, yeah, it's worth us mentioning at this point Darren Moore today um, being announced as one of the nominees for um, manager of the month yeah. which you know, we only need to go back a couple of months and what people were saying about Darren Moore and the questions that were being asked even us on this podcast having to concede that you know the kind of the way that he was going about um, particularly kind of like his post-match interviews that weren't particularly inspiring people to think that we're on the verge of turning this around to then two months later be nominated for manager of the the month is 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 good um uh, we should mention as well uh, Barry Bannon nominated for player of the month and I think it's been great to see him kind of coming back to form as well well it has and I think you've got to give plaudits to Darren Moore too for the positional change with Bannon where you know it's the first time in his career that he's seriously got great numbers for goals and assists and that I think is largely down to Darren Moore saying, I want you to play as an attacking midfielder, to play almost as a number 10 and to be the midfield playmaker there and get him further up the pitch. And and he did try that initially. Uh, I remember Reading away um, and when he had to take Bannon off as well because there'd been, a, I think Julian Bernard got sent off a year ago and Wednesday lost 3-0 that day. Um, and But there have been other times where he played him and you're thinking, this isn't going to work. But yeah, you know, I think it helps. You know, when Bannon is such an intelligent footballer that he has been able to adapt to that position, and he's now beginning to thrive, and he's going to be so vital for Wednesday in the next couple of months. And you feel that if Wednesday are going to get promoted, then Barry Bannon is going to play a big, big part in it. And just coming back to the point you're making there, James, I agree with everything you say about. The fan base and you know the reaction that you would get if Wednesday were to lose against Cambridge and back-to-back defeats, you know that then it would be the more outers that would, wouldn't they? You know there would be fans there saying, "Oh, you know he's not the right man to you know take Wednesday forward." Blah blah blah. But look, you know I think it's been rocky. It has, and and there probably been more lows this season than highs. I I would say, but they are starting to come into form, and I think a strong finish, and they get in the playoffs, and um, you know, and then if Wednesday get promoted, then you know we will we'll forget about this, won't we? At the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. 
that is what it boils down to isn't it and everything you know we we see everything we talk about on this podcast really doesn't really matter it's about got to go out and win football games doesn't doesn't matter how you do it really at this stage of the season just go out and win football matches that's all it's about so hopefully next time we sit down and do this we're talking about another three glorious wins that um cement that uh, place in the in the top six but we will uh, we will see right that's going to wrap us up then for this episode of singing the blues big thank you to our partners at title or solicitors specialists in wills trusts and probate as a podcast listener you get buy one get one free on lasting powers of attorney if you mention singing the blues get in touch with ollie he's around for evenings weekends and home appointments right across south yorkshire titolaw.co.uk t-y-t-o-l-a-w.co.uk on twitter dom is at dom housen i'm at james marriott the show is at dom and james you can also find us on facebook and youtube just search for singing the blues and you can find all those links on our website or in the show notes for this episode thank you for listening up the owls and we'll see you next time (laughs) 